This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by ExpressVPN, Upstart, and HelloFresh. So this week's weird news is almost entirely dumb nonsense about the COVID-19 pandemic and U.S. politics stupidity. Uh, two topics that you're probably sick of, and so are we, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we get into any of that, let's kick things off with the kind of classic weekly weird news story that used to eat up most of this show's runtime before the entire world lost its goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. If you're in the roughly 40% of the population who's afraid of flying, you've probably got plenty of valid or semi-valid reasons for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, plane crashes due to terrorism, accidental depressurization, getting accidentally shot down by militaries, and even pilot suicide are all real things that have happened in recent years. Yeah. Uh, Even routine turbulence can be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I used to be a completely fine flyer until one day it just, something changed. And now, I well, pre-pandemic, I used to have to get absolutely shit-faced to get on a a plane. Now I have medication, although I'm not flying anymore. I've gone the opposite direction. I used to hate flying. Now I'm okay with it. But I remember, like, I had a like full on panic attack like 15 years ago on a plane and like the thing I couldn't get out of my head I was like this thing weighs like thousands of pounds and it's flying here in the air this is an affront to God this shouldn't be yeah we're spitting in nature's face by doing this anyways Ativan works it careful though well yeah no I'm not <laughs> I, don't, I don't even drink anymore at all so it's fine but uh, yeah only when flying uh, but the dangers of flying actually extend beyond even those fears, as evidenced by a recent Tarco Airlines flight from Sudan to Qatar that had to make an emergency landing due to a very unexpected problem. The pilots were attacked by a cat. Meow. So uh, how did this feline cat terrorist manage to make it inside the secured cockpit of an international flight? Is this some sort of new tactic by Meow Qaeda to get past airport security? Well, investigators, they can't be absolutely sure, but while they initially suspected that it was a passenger's pet cat that had somehow gotten out of the bag, uh, they now believe the cat was actually a stray that somehow ended up on the runway and then snuck onto the plane while it was parked for cleaning between flights. Mm, Just this a looks curious comfortable. cat. Yeah. Mm. So this stray cat got onto the plane while no one else was on board, ended up in the cockpit, found a nice little comfy concealed space in there that no one noticed before takeoff, And, uh, yeah, if you know cats, you know that generally waking them up from a nap is no big deal. But the same is not always true for when a cat is in a deep slumber. Uh, For example, if a feral cat is sleeping in a comfy indoor area after living its life outdoors in fucking Sudan and then gets suddenly and loudly awoken, like, for example, uh, by a commercial airliner that is currently riding on taking off from the runway. Yeah. Be a little bit shocking to the system. So... Yeah, not long after takeoff, uh, this cat was pissed, and it took out its anger on those closest to it. In this case, the two people flying the plane uh, during one of the few parts of the flight where they actually need to be on their game, (laughs) who definitely weren't expecting a cat to be in there with them. Uh, Anyways, it doesn't sound like the pilots were severely injured or anything, but uh, the crew was unable to capture the cat, and it sounds like things were so chaotic that they decided it would be better to just fly back to where they came from rather than deal with the cat for the next three hours. You win, cat. Uh, we would love to know how exactly the situation was explained to the passengers over the intercom, but, I mean, we can imagine... Uh, so, listen, this is your captain. <laughs> Get off me! This is your captain speaking. <laughs> Ow! Ow! They open the door and it's My just leg. one of those cartoon dust balls with, like, arms and legs coming out of it. Listen, folks, we gotta turn this ship around. Yeah. Shit's fucked up up here. That's how Garfield got rid of Nermal. That's right. Put Abu Dhabi. Straight to Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. This, in this case, Qatar. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, now, another thing that we'd like to know is how they got the cat off the plane once they landed and what happened to the cat afterwards. It was a stray, so I'm assuming that they didn't treat it with the most respect. No. Someone probably literally kicked it off the plane. Yeah. Or got one of those brooms and chased it around. Ha! Hey! Ha! Get over here! No, the cat's probably dead. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, but look, that cat, even if, if it is a if it is alive, definitely mm. has a cool story to tell its friends. You were how high up in the air? You'll never believe it. No. I think it would be funny. Well, not really funny, but if the pilot had, like, killed the cat and then claimed that it was a, a, a cougar, like that guy who... Uh, you you should have <laughs> seen it. It was the size of the entire cockpit. I had to defend myself, uh, so, you know, I killed that cougar with my bare hands. Like, oh, yeah? Can we see it? Uh, you must take my word for it. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it. Uh, you we know. had to dispose of the body. It was regulations. Hold on, that's a fucking kitten. You mm. killed a, a a kitten. No, no. You you should have seen the fangs on it though. Yeah, the claws. It shrunk when I when it when I killed it. Listen, I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in other animal news, uh, I got skunked last night. He's wearing a lot of cologne. Well, not me. 
my dog. Still wearing Actually, a lot of clothes. not even my dog. is a dog that I've been dog-sitting. Lived in this house for six years. Never happened to any of my dogs. This dog shows up, immediately gets skunked. Anyway, stupid dog. My entire house absolutely reeks right now. It's the worst. It's an awful experience. It happened, like, in the middle of the night, too. So... I'm not smelling too good myself. It smells uh, like he's been smoking tons of weed and has doused himself in Dracor Noir, wherever that I, fucking I wish that were the cologne case. is. Um, so yeah, zero out of ten. Cannot recommend uh, interacting with a skunk or allowing your pets to do so. My wife's gonna be like, "Did you and Elliot smoke weed when you filmed?" And just, I'm just gonna say, just yes, say yes because yeah. if I come home and she's like, "Oh, you got skunked," I'm gonna be sleeping on the couch. Yeah, not on the couch actually. So, like on the floor. I don't even know why I'm telling you. Don't get this. skunk pe- shit all over anyway. Anything. Anyway, it's an absolute indignity. Mm-hmm. And speaking of indignities, uh, if you think having a swab stuck several inches into your nasal cavity to test for COVID is a miserable experience, over in China, they're sticking swabs up people's assholes to test for the virus. Specifically, three to five centimeters, or one to two inches, up the beehole with a gentle rotation once it's in to really. Make sure that it's a viable sample. Not even far enough for the prostate. No. No, it sounds highly invasive, psychologically distressing, and undignified. It's because it is. And uh, governments of multiple countries, including the U.S. and Japan, seem to agree on that Mm -hmm. fact. Uh, The butthole test is specifically being used for international travelers arriving in China, including foreign diplomats. And uh, those diplomats, they don't enjoy getting poked in the asshole, especially when you don't go deep enough to get the pleasure. I worked my whole damn life to get a presidential appointment from Joe Biden to be the diplomat to China. I studied the Chinese language for 12 years. I I worked in Beijing, which is a fucking shithole. And now they stick a goddamn stick up my asshole. And they probably, got, they probably have to like, well, sir, I mean, to verify that you don't have it, we had to shoot a video of the entire process. Yeah, we've taken a unique... So if you don't vote or take our uh, goodwill back to Japan or the yeah. U.S., we're going to have to put this online. Yeah, then they, they rub a little bit of black ink on your asshole and show a piece of paper up there. Like, all right, now we have your sphincter prints for yeah. future identification purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when U.S. diplomats complained about this whole process last month, China straight up denied that they'd even made them do it. <laughs> And Chinese social media users joke that Americans are so dumb that they stuck their swabs in the wrong hole. And uh, one Sina Weibu uh, user wrote, 500,000 American people are dead. Is that dignity? Uh, You're not wrong. Got us there. But the U.S. Department of State insists its employees were subjected to anal swab tests and issued a statement vaguely accusing China of violating international laws related to diplomacy. This is how World War III starts Mm -hmm. with uh, an anal swab. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I just love this. I, I feel like China is doing this just to be petty. Yeah. Just just as a, the, just an extremely passive-aggressive thing to do to every other country on Earth is uh, force their diplomats to bend over and uh, take it up the ass. Yes. Like, it had to be done. Look, if you want to do business with us, I'm sorry. This is what you have to do. Rules are rules. <laughs> Maybe if you had the virus under more control in your country like we have here. Look. Look. You come into the dark room over here. It takes about a minute. Uh, the other option is you get back onto a 17-hour flight home. Yeah. I, I, wh- what do you want to do? Listen. Just have a little, a little peek. Just a little yeah. peek. It's Joke's just... on them because that airline flu- food the whole way over there is not going to make for a real pleasant experience no. for anyone on the receiving yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean. You just got to rip one once and the whole place is going to have to get fumigated. Yeah. They have to shut a hole down. All the pressurization. Like, oh, yeah, you're gassy yeah, as hell. The post-airline farts are a real thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, meanwhile, the Japanese government has kindly requested that China please stop these anal tests as they are getting complaints about them being uh, producing significant psychological stress. And uh, South Korea has actually managed to convince China to let them just submit stool samples instead. <laughs> Which I guess is a slight upgrade. But I don't know. Still pretty undignified, especially in the context of international diplomacy. What would you rather do? Have them put a Q-tip in your asshole or or submit a stool sample? I, they're both I don't know if I could cut off a, like a, a, a square for them. It's going to be all or nothing. What's next? The cum test? Yeah. Give you a little jar. It's like, all right, here's some dirty magazines. Also, uh, I hope that they're aware that, uh, I mean, here in here in good old USA, we, uh, we're we pretty good at creating NFTs, non-flushable turds. So they're going to get one hell of a sample. You need a bigger box. Oh, 
Your poop is so big. Yeah. Big American turd. <laughs> you hand Here in China, it. our turd is so small. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even hold it. Wow. Everything really is big. Sir, we really didn't need this much. I, look, there's nothing I can do. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that all sucks. Uh, I mean, anal swabs are supposed to be more accurate than nasal swabs. Same with taking your temperature. Yeah, but what if there was a better way than either method mm -hmm. with no invasive swabs poking in any of your holes? Well, an inventor in the Netherlands thinks that he's figured it out. Uh, it's being called the scream test because, well, according to Reuters, quote, instead of unpleasant nasal swab tests, Peter Van Wees asks participants to step into an airlocked cabin and to scream or sing. An industrial air purifier collects all the particles emitted, which are then analyzed for the virus. Quote, if you have coronavirus and are infectious and are yelling and screaming, you are spreading tens of thousands of particles which contain coronavirus, Van Wees said. Van Wees, a serial entrepreneur, has set up his booth next to a coronavirus testing center on the outskirts of Amsterdam to try his invention out on people who have just been tested. Come into the booth, please. Yeah, please just just let it out. Mm -hmm. Now, whether this is anywhere, could you fart? If that may, would make sense, that that would also spread it if it yeah, if they're testing I mean, for it in the asshole. Yeah, Mr. Van Wees, have you considered uh, fart the fart box? And there's plenty of sex tourists who would uh, you know gladly take that sample in their mouth. Yes, this is just what I've been looking for. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if this is as effective at all compared to the other testing methods, and uh, scientists don't know either, but given the past year, there's probably a lot of people who would happily welcome an opportunity to get into an airtight box and just scream at the top of their lungs. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. Smash uh, rooms are going to be a huge uh, industry yeah. when this is all over with. Yeah. Now, the fact that it, it might also test for COVID, that would just be a bonus yeah. on top of the mm -hmm. getting to just scream and be like, well, it's for medical reasons. Yeah. But uh, based on videos, people who've tried it out, they, they seem to really enjoy it. It's therapeutic. It Everyone's is. smiling. Yeah. Uh, this is the only COVID test anyone's ever done with a smile on their face, to my knowledge. And uh, I hope this idea takes off. Well, I'm sure there's a couple people who have a smile on their face when they're getting the uh, test in China. <laughs> get in there deeper. You're not going to... I don't think you got it yet. Oh, <coughs> I got kind of a cough. I Maybe get a little deeper in there. Uh, anyways, in other COVID news, the German language is pretty notorious for having big, long compound words for pretty much anything you can think of. One example uh, known and used by Americans is schadenfreude, uh, literally pity joy, which is what you feel when you laugh at someone else's misfortune. Uh, can you say it correctly for me? Yeah. So a similar one would be fremdschämen, yeah. which is literally strange shame, which is basically what we would call cringe. Yeah. It's, uh, and uh, another really good one is uh, kummerspeck which is literally grief bacon, meaning uh, weight gain from excessive emotional eating. Wow. And uh, one that everyone knows is Zeitgeist, which literally means spirit of the time. Yeah. Uh, and is the name of a documentary that ruined a bunch of people's brains. 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I've also been eating a lot of grief bacon over the course of this past year. Yeah. It's really taken its toll. I guess you could try to be better. You call all bacon grief bacon. Yeah. Uh, the German language, it's full of very specific compound words like this. And in any given year, Germans coin around 200 new words to add to their lexicon. But this past year of COVID-19 has kicked things up quite a bit with more than 1,200 new words, mostly about the virus. A lot of them are pretty boring and mostly serve to describe various new concepts related to disease transmission and quarantining. But there are some fun ones in there. Yeah, so I, I studied German a long time ago. I will read the words and... Uh, Please do. Ricky will read the, uh, the definitions. Mm -hmm. Corona muda. Exhaustion from coronavirus. Corona angst. Anxiety about coronavirus. Overzoomed. <laughs> Stressed out by too much video conferencing. Fuß gruß. Literally foot greeting, a handshake but with your feet. Abstand beer. Literally distance beer, having a cold one with the boys but not too close. I like that one. That's yeah. useful. Uh, Schnutenpulli. Literally snout sweater for a face mask. Gesichtskondom. Another word for mask, but this time it's literally face condom. Uh, Mundschutzmode. Also masks, but more the style aspect, literally mouth protection fashion. <laughs> Impfneid. Literally vaccine envy, jealous of others who have already been vaccinated, which I have very much yeah. right now. I've got quite a bit of Impfneid, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, soon. Uh, also another vaccine one. Impfdrangler. It's a person who cuts in line for the vaccine. We see you. Uh, Kuschel contact. Literally cuddle contact, uh, the idea that it's okay for people to have one designated person from outside their household that they don't have to use social distance with. Elliot's my cuddle contact. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, hamsteritis. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the tendency to hoard unnecessarily large amounts of household products during a pandemic, 
like how a hamster hoards food. Got a bad case of the hamsteritis. I store all of my cleaning products in my cheeks. Yeah. My butt cheeks. It's toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these Germans, they really do have a word for everything, don't they? Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on to our next story. Uh, I wonder if there's a German word yet for uh, throwing a massive party without masks or social distancing right on the cusp of the virus being under control, which ends up morphing into a full-on riot. Because that's what happened this weekend over in Boulder, Colorado, when a house party held by University of Colorado Boulder students, ended up attracting around 800 people who filled the streets, tipped over cars, and fought with riot cops and damaged multiple police and fire vehicles in the process. I thought Fucking they were just wild. all stoners up there. No. Well, they, there was a, a deep-seated rage underneath so that, that calm exterior. I think we are going to see a lot more of this. And we mentioned it, I think, in the last episode. It's the Roaring Twenties. They're about to kick off. Fourth of July is going to be insane this year. Uh, I was saying, because uh, my we, my group of friends, is our first trip they were planning is going to a music festival. It's in late September. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And it's a, it's a bunch of hardcore bands. And I was like, there people are going to destroy themselves in the pit. If this is the first big festival they go back to, especially if it's like fucking Converge yeah. playing, people are going to, it, it, it's going to be very violent. The thing this Colorado party reminded me of instantly was Woodstock 99. Oh, uh, yeah. A notorious music festival uh, where they were trying to revive the peace and love uh, aspect of Woodstock from the 60s, but like. With Limp Biscuit playing? Everyone, <laughs> it was like just this completely nihilistic, like pre 9 11, like everything is meaningless sort of thing where people just on the last day just. Destroyed. They everything. literally just started lighting shit on fire, and uh, yeah, it was wild. Like that, it kind of feels like this. It's just like there's a lot fuck of it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even want to call it rage. There's just a lot of pent up like energy. Yeah, and shit is gonna be popping off here. It's I, gonna be yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, anyways, videos from the scene of the party started making the rounds on social media Saturday night, and yeah, I mean, this shit was absolutely out of control. I mean, say what you want about last summer's protests or what happens anytime a major city sports team wins a championship, but at least when those things turn into lawless chaos, there's a reason behind it. Yeah. Uh, the teams winning a championship, not a great reason. Not a great reason, but, but it's a reason. A, but it's a reason. Yeah. Like you can you can trace it to an inciting incident. This one, I guarantee you, could just trace back to people's like, fuck it. Yeah, like once people got together and they were like, all right, I've already opened myself up to the risk. I'm going to go insane right now. Yeah, the, one of my favorite parties from college was at uh, a friend of mine's house. The house was known as the shitbox because it was uh, it was a piece of shit. It, like it didn't matter if you like broke anything. They treated it poorly or anything. But uh, it was getting late in the night. It was like 2 or 3 a.m. And um, is like the garage in the backyard. Someone accidentally dropped a bottle of beer and it smashed everywhere. And somehow over the course of like a few minutes, this evolved into everyone grabbing the hundreds of empties from and the party them? and just yeah. like having like everyone just joining in, smashing it. It's like, oh, this feels amazing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to the college, but I was at my, my friend was going there. We were at a party at UCF in Florida and Orlando and uh, everyone got real drunk one night. And decided that because uh, the, the the apartment like dorms or whatever like that they had like a center area with like a volleyball, fucking whatever, and it was like a four story thing across from each other. And they decided to play this game that just resembled two battling pirate ships, where everyone was literally chucking beer bottles across the fucking field <laughs> and hitting the other building. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's that's some shit that only happens in college. Like, god, I feel so, so bad for the year that kids missed out on. Yeah, no, it's it like that's what I'm saying though. This is a perfect you example of what of happens when, it all, when it's like comes the, back. The house I lived in my senior year, like our neighbor would yell at us all the time, and we just like didn't care. Literally, and, like, fuck you. Now looking back, I'm just like, yeah, he was yelling at us because we were like in the driveway at like 4 a.m. just like listening well, to music and drinking. You certainly remember the party house I lived in uh, as recently as oh, about six yeah. or seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was just debauchery. <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, some people speculated this whole Boulder thing. That it was uh, the first weekend in a while that was relatively warm enough to party outdoors. But the weather this weekend was about the same as it's been for the last month. And others speculated that this was a celebration of either the beginning or end of spring break. But no, I, I really think it's like when you get enough people together and they're like, I've already messed up my quarantine. Like, yeah. I, I'm already exposing myself to whatever's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Now that I have, there's, no turning, there's back. no turning back. I'm going to go as hard as possible. And then uh, maybe the next two weeks I'll just stay. Yeah, time. like I I haven't had any cool stories. I'm in college, you know. You're only there for 
a couple years and, you know, cool shit happens on the regular, except during a pandemic. Nothing fucking happens. So we have to make up for this lack of shit happening by making some shit fucking happen. There, this is just the beginning of, you're going to see the most insane college parties. Yeah. In the hit, like in two decades. Oh, the next stagecoach up in uh, Calgary going to be. And that's good. no, it's Stampede. Stampede. That's yeah. it. Yeah. The next Calgary Stampede is going to going to be wild. The, the next, next everything is going to be The next SantaCon going to be fucking insane. St. Patrick's uh, Day is coming up, and uh, you should still stay inside, obviously, but yeah. I feel like people are not going to. People are going to have parties, but St. Patty's, without the big parades and shit, is still not going to be nearly as crazy as it usually gets. I went yeah. to Chicago for St. Patty's like 10 years ago, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was. It was like probably the funnest. I love how this story just uh, turned into us <laughs> reminiscing about absolute chaos moments yeah. from being younger. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I under, like this is. I get it. This is horrible. Like this is this is fucked up. But Very it's also bad. it's like I can kind of understand why this happened. I'm not saying these people did a good thing, but no. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I understand the mind of a early 20s person. I lived it. Yeah. Just because I don't have a middle part and wear skinny jeans or whatever the fuck the TikTok uh, yeah, trend the, is. The, the millennials versus Gen Z shit is cringy. Leave them alone. You're Specific. arguing with children. I what cannot, are you doing? I cannot warn millennials enough. Leave Gen Z alone. Yeah. They have had a year of their, the best years of their life. A one year of it yeah. taken away. I would not mess with Gen Z no. if I were any other generation. No. These people are going to fucking snap. If I see you on Twitter and it says in your bio, like, age 20. Nope. That's a block. That's an instant block. <laughs> No. I'm, I'm standing out of, of out of your way. Yeah. Anyways, regardless of why this party ended up turning into a full-on fucking riot, uh, it, looks like, it looks like it's going to go down a lot like how the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot did. Uh, a lot of University of Colorado Boulder students are probably in some pretty deep shit, considering almost no masks were worn, and there's just so much video footage captured by police body cameras, local news cameras, and the social media accounts of the students themselves. Wait, hold on. That's Jay Johnston right there. (laughs) Wow, this guy gets around. (laughs) Agent of chaos, Jay Johnston. Wherever there's a party, he's there. See, that's funny because this would be, that'd be a great Mr. Show bit. Yeah. It's just like Jay Johnston. (laughs) Oh, wait, he's not racist. Being in the background of, just being in the background of like horrible events throughout history. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways, the university, they say they're taking this very seriously, Uh which makes sense. And they say that students who participated uh, could face expulsion if they're identified. So hope it was worth it, guys. They can't expose, ex, expel us all, is what I'd say. Yeah. Fight back. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> finally, uh, we we simply must address what the NBA's Milwaukee Bucks did recently at one of their games. Oh, my God. Uh, if you've ever been to any sporting event, you'll know that during breaks, they got to keep the crowd all riled up through gimmicks like uh, audience trivia, T-shirt cannons, <laughs> DJs, and, of course, the kiss cam. Well... I know coronavirus has made a, a lot of us go a, a little bit crazy, but the Bucks seem to have completely lost their mind with this latest stunt. The cum camp. Uh, yeah, you heard that right. Here, check it out. The cam. Let's get those hands clean. Here we go. Okay, this is fun. You got to catch it, y'all. Get your hands nice and clean. There we go. Okay, this is hilarious. Yep, get the foam finger clean. There you go, raise the roof, clean the hands, raise the roof. Wash with your feet, I feel you. Here it goes. Pain through, dripping, drip, drip. Oh, it's all over you. You may need to wash your hair out a little bit, got it. Oh, right, right on the hoodie. Look at him, wait a minute. Hold up now, this camera angle is great. Yep, I see you. I like that you're dancing with it too. Looking good. Great job, Bango. It's like, give me all that. Oh, uh, I don't know if we want to recommend that. Let's not do that. Okay, okay, okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't literally the cum cam. It was actually the very G-rated hand sanitizer cam, which some internet user with a very dirty mind, me, edited to be X-rated just because those globs of sanitizer being sprayed all over fans, hands, faces, and chest. It. Just reminded me a lot of cum. Well, it was, it was the fact that it, it looked like cum and everyone, because it was like, hand sanitizer, was <laughs> <yeah>. lovingly <laughs> accepting it. Yeah, it's like it's like that uh, that Super Soaker commercial from the 90s where it, like just kids getting sprayed. <laughs> it's, it's so fucked up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, here's the you're watching the real version right now. I mean, 
totally normal. Nothing to do with cum at all. It's no. it's, uh, it's not funny at all. It's just Milwaukee Bucks fans uh, having some fun promoting disease prevention. So uh, everybody, get your head out of the gutter. Just uh, bonk. <laughs> normal, non-cum related content right here. Yeah. Uh, anyways, before we get into the headlines half of this show, it's time for a week from our word from this week's sponsors. And uh, full disclosure, there's three ads here. And that's 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 our fault. Uh, we literally read the wrong ads for the wrong sponsors a few weeks back. Sponsor so. our show. We'll give you free ads, uh, free ads by getting our calendar mixed up. Sorry, uh, we didn't mean to do this intentionally. But here, here, here you go. Here's this week's first sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location. And uh, then, uh, you know, has the nerve to increase their prices on you. Uh, that's right. They've just raised their prices once again. Now, you could just cancel your subscription and protest, or you could be smart about it. Make sure you get your money's worth by using ExpressVPN like we do. Now, you might not know it, but what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from what someone in the UK or Japan or whatever has on theirs. They get wild. Using ExpressVPN, you can control which country you want Netflix to think you're in. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so whenever you run out of stuff to watch, you can just switch right over to another country to unlock new shows and movies. And best of all, it's not just Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services, too, like BBC iPlayer, which is free but only available in the UK. I recently watched a eight-hour uh, documentary by Adam Curtis called uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head, which I highly recommend. It's pretty fucking weird, but I watched it by, by sneaking onto BBC iPlayer by uh, opening up an incognito window and changing my location to the Docklands in the UK. This is how we're. This is how different we are. When I, I whenever I've used this for the VVC iPlayer, I just watch the Great British Bake Off. Or... Like yeah, like cooking and home remodeling shows. On, I mean, England. there's a lot of great content on there. Yeah. ExpressVPN is also super fast. It works on your phone, laptop, even smart TVs, so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting a fraction of the content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com/weeklyweird. Don't forget to use our link so you can get three extra months for free. That is expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird to learn more. And this episode is sponsored by Upstart. Last year showed us that you never know what life's going to throw at you. And if you use credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com weird. That is upstart.com slash weird. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Uh, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So head to upstart.com slash weird. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Hey! Get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. With more than 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And more than four out of five HelloFresh customers say HelloFresh helps them lead a healthier lifestyle with delicious, low-calorie, carb-smart, and vegetarian options available each week. I'm definitely one of those five because I've been eating, I've been using HelloFresh for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Helps me eat better, makes me comfortable in the kitchen. It's great. Yeah. We've both used HelloFresh a ton, especially over the last year when it's nice to just have all the ingredients show up at your doorstep instead of having to leave your quarantine bubble or, uh, you know, whatever else and go out shopping. It's very dangerous out there. Mm -hmm. It's gotten us both better at cooking, uh, and it's often recipes that we would never even think of or try on our own. And with most of the recipes taking less than 30 minutes from start to finish, it's great having a delicious home-cooked meal on the table in less time than a typical podcast episode. Or an episode of this show. Yeah. Uh, so go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird12 and use our code WeeklyWeird12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that is 12 free meals by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird12 and using code WeeklyWeird12. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right. Now for the headlines mm -hmm. and uh, more vaccine coronavirus stuff. Dating apps seeing big spike in users boasting about being vaccinated. They got to give them a stamp right next to the verified thing or whatever they got on there. I mean, yeah. There's I, I saw someone on Twitter 
uh, posted a screenshot. They're like, this is the most 2021 screenshot possible. And it was like one of their matches on Tinder or whatever being like, hey, you seem really cool, but I found someone who's vaccinated like I am. So like, I'm probably going to date them instead. Just, you know, it's simpler that way. <laughs> but uh, it see, this sucks for people who aren't vaccinated because you're like a pariah for the next couple months. You're a you've leper. Been, you've been downgraded. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing about this is that it's very like it's now become one of the first things you talk about with a potential partner is you talk about vaccination and stuff like that. So that's a good way to find out if you're dealing with an anti-vaxxer before things, you know, that's previously that would have been something you find out in like the second or third date. Like, I oh, mean, this person's even, fucking like, crazy. Outside of just an, being an anti-vaxxer, you find out if the person is like cares about their health or yeah. the well-being of others. Yeah. Or like, too. oh, yeah, I'm never going to get it. Like, it's just like, okay, well, you're obviously an asshole. Yeah. If, yeah. If Not person, just an anti-vaxxer. If they come right out of the gate and they're like, hey, uh, so you should come to this party with me. Like, you're like, okay. No. He's like, all right, are you vaccinated? No, I wish. I'm at the end of the line. All right, save for later. <laughs> save for later. Bookmark. Yeah, but you, you bookmark <laughs> yeah. it. Dolly Parton gets COVID-19 vaccination. Jokes, she got a dose of her own medicine. She did. She got the she, Dolly vaccine. At, she funded uh, a good portion of yeah, uh, research. Yeah, the Vanderbilt vaccine. And she sang one of her fucking songs, too. I can't yeah, she sang one. Jolene, but she changed it to vaccine. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. And look... We've already stated that Dolly Parton is a pretty great person. Yeah. It is the past like three weeks on the internet, though, it is, they're going to have to have a subreddit of like stop Dolly spam. Well, it's the same <laughs> shit that happened with Keanu Reeves on Reddit a few years ago, where it's just like people posting wholesome Keanu's constantly. It's like, we get it. Like, Keanu's great. Yeah, great. But yeah. like, I don't need to fucking You don't need see, to obsess over yeah, it. Yeah. The internet ruins everything that's good. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I don't think Keanu Reeves or Dolly Parton are ever going to milkshake duck themselves. They've had enough time for that to happen. They would have done it by now, probably. But it's still annoying when you... Uh, oh, yeah, I think you, the... Oh, the one thing that Dolly did recently where it was like, okay, Dolly, was that uh, she did that Super Bowl commercial where it was oh, like, yeah, turn no. your side gig into a in, into a thing. And it's just like, look, we shouldn't have to turn our passions into... Mo like, we shouldn't have to monetize yeah, that, our passions. that did actually... That sucked. Because like the movie 9 to 5 that that song is from yeah. was all about, like... It's actually, like, 9 to 5 is a pretty left-wing movie, but, like, <laughs> hidden behind uh, in a lot of ways. But, like, really, the 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 point of 9 to 5 is just, like, it's all about workers' rights and well, shit like that. And You already uh, hear Elliot just canceled Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is a socialist. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so it sucked that uh, that song got repurposed uh, to be, like, about how you just should be on your grind, like, 24-7 with, like, your side gig and your shitty day job. It's like, no, people shouldn't have to have two jobs, Dolly. Thought you knew this, Dolly. Anyway, thanks for the vaccine. I love you. Yeah, but it, look, a very rare speed bump on the road yeah. to success for yeah. Dolly Parton. And I'm sure she donated that money to like buy books for like a million <laughs> children or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She is. Moving on to politics, Rudy Giuliani's daughter, Caroline, graphically details why she loves threesomes. I, I, I just don't care. Like, what did, was Rudy Giuliani like, oh, no. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Apparently, she hates her dad, and yeah. she's actually like she, she's not right wing at all. So, I mean, it's good for her or whatever. She's into polyamory. I, I, I just like the idea of Rudy Giuliani being embarrassed more, oh, and his teeth fall out. Him being embarrassed by by this, and yet still not being embarrassed by anything he's personally been involved in for the last like four fucking years. Yeah. Just he. The man is such an embarrassment, such a fall from grace. It's yeah. incredible. He's like a snidely whiplash. He's like an evil character that constantly is, uh, every plan is undone by his own fucking yeah. idiocy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he would be embarrassed about someone else doing something instead of himself. How, how like can him drag leaking, our family name? Yeah, yeah. Just leaking fucking oil out of his head. Yeah. The Giuliani name is ruined. <laughs> QAnon shaman begs for leniency. I stopped muffin theft during Capitol riot. This is from a 60 Minutes interview that I really need to watch. I hear it's wild. You see, he like uh, looks like a goober without his whole oh, outfit on. Oh, yeah. Too. It's like, it's, I mean, yeah, it's the, just the classic meme of like bald dudes overcompensating with like hats or headdresses or whatever. Yeah, he just does not, like everyone, so many people were thirsting after this dude during the riots and it's just without his like. Get up. He looks so lame. Um, and yeah, he has zero regrets. And he's like, I don't know why I'm in trouble. Like, uh, some people were trying to steal muffins from the, I said, the congressional no. break room during the riot. And I stopped them. I said, no. No, those are AOC's muffins. Careful. We, we got a hero over here. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, 
He also apparently left a note, a handwritten note on Mike Pence's desk saying like, justice is coming, buddy, look out. So they're like, yeah, you threatened the vice president. We can't let you out. Also, you were walking around with a fucking spear, yeah. which is a weapon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, him and his family, they in this 60 Minutes interview, they apparently, they're just like, I don't see what he did wrong. Like, this is a... Serious miscarriage of justice. You're literally the mascot of the entire insurrection. Yeah. Buddy. Buddy. He's like the bard yeah. of the whole insurrection. His picture is going to be in fucking textbooks. Yeah. Someday. Like, I'm sorry, dude. You're the mascot for the riot. Look, you chose that life, yeah. not me. Yeah, you showed up looking to get noticed. and You did. You sure did. Mm-hmm. He got exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Only Republican to vote for police reform bill accidentally pressed the wrong button. Oh! Butterfingers! <laughs> oh. I would never vote for police reform. It's a good uh, like cover, though, if you actually support it. Just, oh, well, you see, the problem was is that like, my finger slipped and uh, hit the wrong button. Well, he ended up amending his vote, which you can apparently do. Okay. You just fill out a form. Whoops. Great. Press the wrong button. Uh, BBC apologizes for interview with man impersonating U.S. Senator Cory Booker. They, they haven't revealed much about this. And even like the, this aired on the radio and it only aired once. So there's no recordings of it. But I, I want to know how this happened. Like, how do you end up interviewing a impersonator of a U.S. Senator on a serious news program? How does this happen? I'm so know. curious. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people who are listening to it live just being like, uh, so the BBC is interviewing Cory Booker right now, and um, uh, yeah, that's not Cory Booker. I don't know who this Did guy is. Did he say is. anything funny? No, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, so I don't know what the point of this was, except to just embarrass the BBC, which, if so, well done. I guess. You did it. Mm. Georgia bill would criminalize giving water to voters waiting in long lines. <laughs> this is just part of it. Georgia has this insane new bill. Uh, by Georgia state legislature. Like, they're like, we'll never let that happen again. Based that's on what, yeah. literally fucking it no. is um, they saw how uh, the two Senate seats in Georgia went blue due to like overwhelming turnout and vote by mail and whatnot. And so this new bill not only stops people from like giving food or water to people waiting in lines, it would like severely limit the number of polling places. It would limit uh, like vote by mail would require this complicated process where you have to like mail like a copy of your photo ID and uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, we're uh, improving voting security by making it so much harder to actually fucking vote. I wonder why. Yeah. And like a, b a bunch of uh, bullet points on this seem like they're literally designed to stop black churches like, from busing people. Yeah. Couples. Well, okay. Here's what like, if people actually cared and it wasn't just blatant voter suppression. Mm -hmm. If voters in Georgia, specifically Republican voters who are probably going to be the ones supporting this, actually care, they would see that despite overwhelming turnout and vote by mail and all of that stuff, there was no voter fraud because yeah. of Donald Trump making sure that they went through every fucking vote yeah. 50 fucking times. Yeah, no. like do The, the evidence of it not being rigged was right there because they went through it, what, three times? Yeah, they, they this... Uh... This. They just had the biggest audit they will ever yeah, have. Yeah, they've been audited so much that there's <laughs> there's no need whatsoever to change anything about how no. voting works. It in was that a state. rousing success, yeah. it seems. Went off without a hitch. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the chances of this are. No, I actually just care about voter fraud. Okay. Well, turns out there's a lot of evidence indicating that nothing went wrong. Yeah. So you you should feel great about that. Nah. I'm actually doing it to suppress the black vote. Yeah, that's... Uh, there you go. Okay, yeah, you got it. Uh, you got it. Okay. I don't like it when black people vote. <laughs> so, wait, look. Am I a fucking racist for not wanting black people to vote in Georgia? Yes. <laughs> okay, you got me. Yeah, okay, black people make up half the population of Georgia. Does that mean they should all get to vote? It's just so blatant. It's like everything yeah. else that's been going on, like, the past couple of months. It's just like... It's the, the fucking cancel shit with reading fucking uh, Green Eggs and Ham or whatever all night. It's like... It's a blatant fucking, like, diversion of attention. I saw an amazing right-wing political cartoon uh, this weekend. Um, I think it was one of the... It wasn't Ben Garrison. I think it was, like, the other guy, like, Branko. Or, it was one of, the, one of the rogues gallery, like, the, the really demented ones. But it was, uh, it was a cartoon of a bunch of the canceled characters in line for the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I just... And Mr. Potato Head in line for the guillotine. I'm like... Wait, how would you put Mr. He Potato Head in a guillotine? He's all head. Yeah. How would that work? 
It's just his little feet sticking out the back. I'll have to see if I can find it for the yeah. edit. But it was like it was so fun. It was it was like one of the political cartoons that the Onion publishes to like make fun of political cartoons. Yeah, just so over the top. South Carolina Senate adds firing squad to execution methods to address lethal injection shortage. Cool. We're bringing it back. The funny thing about this, or the stupid thing about this, is South Carolina hasn't executed anyone in like ten years. Um, so this is entirely pointless. It's just like, hey, in case we suddenly decide to execute someone, then we should have options, you know, because uh, getting those chemicals a little bit hard, and you know, sometimes the electric chair doesn't spark up. So, I mean, uh, to be fair, I think a bullet in the head is probably much less. I don't uh, think they aim for the head. No, like, no, that's can't, that can't be true. No, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to aim for center mass with Firing squad, but yeah. it, that would be my preferred way to go is is firing squad. Yeah, instant. Uh, the the I've, I've plenty of stories out there about botched uh, injections. So. Yeah, no, yeah, lethal lethal injection is insane because it's all based entirely on pseudoscience because doctors can't help them with it because it's a obvious violation of the Hippocratic oath. Yeah. So it's all based on like guys who aren't actually doctors trying to use yeah, probably work. medical chemicals to like. Yeah. Just do it in this really roundabout way. So, like, they they don't really know how well it actually works. It's all just sort of based on guessing. And getting the chemicals is incredibly hard because anytime they try to order it, if the company they're ordering it from, who are always medical supply companies, if they find out that uh, it's being no. ordered for the uses in lethal injection, they refuse to sell it because it violates the Hippocratic Oath. So it's yeah. they have to use these really weird roundabout ways to trick companies uh, into selling the chemicals. We should preface this entire conversation that, with the fact that I, I, the death penalty should probably not No, it's, it, we're like the only uh, like country, the only Western country that still does this shit. Only canceled characters can be executed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh, worst case scenario, send someone to prison for the rest of their life. But even then, I think most people, it, except for extreme cases, I think 20 years or at least until they're elderly is more than enough. People's uh, recidivism goes down by a crazy amount. If you release them when they're like 65, 70, mm-hmm. there's like something that happens to the human brain where you just like, I give up. If you've been <laughs> a like criminally minded person your whole life, when you get into old age, it kind of just naturally goes away for some reason. But uh, yeah, uh, whatever. We can shoot people <laughs> in South Carolina if we feel like it. It's gonna, cool. they're gonna, dude. They're gonna fucking, they're gonna put a whole fucking get up down at Myrtle Beach, and they're gonna be like, "Come yeah. see it, come see it." Yeah, we're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. People literally don't know when to shut up or keep talking. Science <laughs> confirms, and uh, I mean, we've been saying this, yeah, for years. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> It's not just about the stuff we talk about where people uh, don't keep their mouths shut. This the study was actually about people having conversations like at parties and yeah, stuff. And it's like, socially awkward. Yeah, both, but it turns out like both parties in almost every conversation felt that it went on for way longer than they would have liked. But people yeah. don't know how to don't know how to just walk away. And um, yeah. Well, any conversation you're in, you're probably boring the other person. I'm sure that the coronavirus uh, quarantine a year off of social interactions is going to do wonders for this. Yeah. I feel I so bad for young people. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I I think I kind of lucked out of being, like, almost in the perfect time. Outside of being, like, an older person, like, retiree, yeah. where you're yeah. just sitting around all day anyway. Like married. Yeah, and... married. Just sitting at home, yeah. playing video games. Yeah. Like, young, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But also, you're out there fucking around anyway, so who cares? Yeah, you're not following the rules. Mm-hmm. Hit and run driver left scene, went to journalism school, and delivered radio report on deadly incident. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he killed a guy with his car, and he worked at the worked at the the school radio. Oh, we're station. getting some crazy news! In. Like, oh, we got this hit and run. Wow! Uh, if you if you heard anything, contact the police. I gotta hear this because it it reminds me of when they interviewed that guy that killed someone in Georgia, where he finds oh, out God. that they found yeah. the body it's on like, air. Wait, they found her. Oh God! Oh, oh no! Yeah, that that clip is that's some, horrible, like, chilling shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this guy he he would have gotten away with it too. Wasn't those meddling kids? No, he was just like he made all the classic mistakes. Like he returned to the scene of crime multiple times, like visible to investigators and stuff. He just like pull off the side of the road and like watch. And he had a bunch of body damage to his car, <laughs> and people were like, "Huh, you, you the guy that did the hit and run?" And then yeah, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? And then yeah, people noticed there was like actual like human hair in the cracks in his windshield, and. Uh, 
he didn't hide his car. He just drove around town as usual. And like someone Play called. Play cool, man. Yeah, he went to like the local, he went to a store and someone in the parking lot's like, hey, that looks like a, a hit and run car. <laughs> I'm going to call the cops. And the cops showed up and they're like, they checked his phone. He had been searching like, uh, you know, vehicular manslaughter. Good. Or hit Look, and run. good. Good. Because this person deserves to be caught. Yeah. I mean, it's Canada. So he, he's, I think he's going to jail for like a year and then he's going to be on probation for a lot longer than that. It was no, an send him down to South Carolina. Send him to South they Carolina. They know how to deal with him. Pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Irony as Saharan dust returns radiation from French nuclear tests in the 1960s. Sacre bleu! Oh, no! We will drop our nuclear bombs in Algeria because of the, the fallout will be so far away, we will never get sick from the radiation. And then, you know, 60 years later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. All the radiation sand is blowing back into France. You get what you fucking deserve. Yeah. I'll teach them. Mm-hmm. France is, I think France uses more nuclear power than any other country in Europe. And they also, like, they were one of the last countries doing nuclear bomb tests, like, on the rank, like, into the 90s. They were just, yeah. like, dropping bombs And all everyone the makes time. fun of France. Like, it, it was very stereotypical to make fun of them for being pussies in, like, the early 2000s and stuff like that. Two people I won't fuck with. Gen Z and the French. Yeah, I mean, the French Foreign Legion, those guys are fucking hardcore. They're all, like, prisoners with a... Like, I mean, I'm not, I don't fuck with a lot of people. It's literally, like, uh, uh, the Expendables. Um, and, yeah, uh, France's military only sucked uh, around World War II time. And that they've been, like, people think they're cowards ever since then. But it's, like, France, uh, they actually thought that the end of World War I meant this probably wouldn't happen again anytime soon. But, like, the for... 200 years leading up to that, the French were fucking unstoppable. Yeah, and uh, the American gave them shit uh, post 9 11 because they didn't want to like join in on the fucking. Yeah, it was a stupid I, war. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, guys, it's the wrong country. You're invading the wrong country. Yeah. What are you doing? No, we're not going to help. No. It's a stupid war. <laughs> Do it yourself, George W. Bush. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to change the name of French fries to Freedom, to fries. freedom fries. Okay. Whatever. We don't call them French fries either. Yeah. We just call them fries. Palm frites. <laughs> I-5 Strangler found strangled to death in his cell in California prison. Uh, California, they've implemented the uh, irony. De- death by irony. Yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> live by the strangle, you die by the strangle. Uh-huh. It's like that judge in King of the Hill. is like, oh, so you've been, uh, you've been breaking into a lot of trucks. Well, now you're going to have to live in a truck for the next month. Show Tasty me how spin. you catch a catfish <laughs> with a piece of crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, this guy's a horrible man. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he uh, he, uh, death by irony, yep. execution by irony. Mm-hmm. Got the job done. Got the job done. British Holiday Park identified people with Irish accents as undesirable guests. This is fucking wild. So, I, I don't know what the American equivalent of this sort of theme park would be, but they they have a bunch of locations all over the UK, and they had like written memos. It was just a long list of like a hundred Irish last names. They're like. If someone with one of these last names tries to do an online booking, just find a way to make it go away. If someone calls up and they have an Irish accent, like, just figure out a way to, like, bungle it. And it's wild. Like, you, I mean, here in the U.S., like, used to be really fucking racist against Irish, like, 150 years ago. But now every fucking white person's like, yeah, I'm a little bit Irish. You know, some of these, one of these days I'm going to make it back to the old country (laughs) because the Barney's done. But, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess over in uh, the U.K., the... uh, Anti-Irish racism is still going. Wow, it's it's wild. <laughs> you don't see this kind of like blatant racism these days that often in like Western nations. You got to go to Tampa, Florida, to Hogan's Beach if you want to see that kind of signage out in front. Ooh, yeah. What do they got? Oh, just like not race. I don't. I think they changed it because it got nationwide attention. It was like they had a sign be like, like no, uh, no, no basketball shirts, yeah. no hats. Yeah, yeah, there's, so. yeah. There's a that shit is so blatant. You go to clubs and they're just letting anyone in, but like anytime a black person shows up, they're like they, the sign. They pull out the ruler and they're like checking <laughs> yeah. like measurements and shit. It's, like, it's oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, your shoes have like uh, we only accept all white shoes. Yours have little accent marks. No logos. So you see the Nike logo there. You gotta go, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I was on some work trip where I saw that shit go down, and I was like, this is fucked up. I think it was in Ohio. No. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, great. Three drunk drivers crash into each other in Wisconsin. Well, that sorted itself out. Yeah, everything's sorting itself out. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just make them. Uh, I'm sure there's a Magic the Gathering card that uh, 
corresponds to uh, whatever happened here in Wisconsin with the three drunk drivers crashing into each other. Negate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, final headline, Osama bin Laden's son is an avid painter of Americana. This is the son that looks uh, it's like a heavy metal bin Laden. Mm. He looks exactly like his dad, but it's really into fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he got it. Really into Norman Rockwell? Uh, his paintings kind of suck. Like, he doesn't have any training, but he got really into Don't painting. say that. That's what happened to Hitler. <laughs> Someone critiqued his paintings. The his next paintings, thing you know. Uh, some of them are kind of cool, but they, they, he, uh, there's, there's a word for this style. It's basically the style of the untrained. And, uh, yeah, he, him and his wife got really into painting uh, during quarantine. And uh, he, Look, he's trying. He'll probably get better. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I feel bad for this guy. I mean, he, he, he's literally Osama bin Laden's son, and he... <laughs> He signs all of his paintings OBL in the corner. It's like, I mean, he's not, he, he's like, it's my fucking name and I'm not changing it. And he feels really bad and uh, he hates his dad and uh, he's just trying to live his life. Yeah, it's, it's not his fault. Th- th- him painting Americana is somewhat similar to Rudy Giuliani's daughter having threesomes. Yeah. And this guy, he loves. Uh, they both hate their parents and they just want to be their own people. Yeah. And be free to express, you know, whatever they want. The sad thing about Omar bin Laden is uh, he, he loves Western stuff. He loves Americana. He loves, like, he's super into it. But he likely will never be allowed into the United States. He's never been to the U.S. I'm sure he would just love to go out to, like, Joshua Tree or some shit. And... No, he'd probably want to go to, like, a, a fucking diner in Jersey or something if he likes the Americana shit. <laughs> Well, he's more I like, want to go antiquing in Ohio, Ohio somewhere. He's, he's into the Western stuff. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, he'll go to Flagstaff. He'll he'd probably it. be one of those weird Europeans who goes to like Death Valley. Yeah. Europeans love going to Death Valley. Saw it in like, Looney Tunes. Like every couple of years, some German fucking dies in Death Valley because they take their family out there. Like, no, it's called Death Valley because it'll kill you. Mm-hmm. This is the most inhospitable place on in the fucking planet. You will die. Yeah. Yeah. So we took the, the station wagon to Death Valley. We saw some trails. Uh, no, not paved roads or anything. We're just going to maybe bring a couple of water bottles. We want to see the rocks that move themselves. No, you're going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our show. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Christ. It's been a long time. It was a long one, yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's the end of Weekly Weird News for this week. We'll see you uh, next week with a bunch of who knows what will happen. Uh, watch our previous episodes over here. Give them a like and a, and a sub and whatever. You know, look, have a good week, okay? Have, have a very good week. Every, every, at the end of every Weekly Weird News, is one week closer to being vaccinated and back to fucking normal. Yep. Bye. Bye.